In our Catholic Church, we have a three-year rotation for Sunday Mass readings, year A, year B, and year C. This has been the case ever since the Second Vatican Council. And every time that we are in year A, and the 29th Sunday of Ordinary Time comes around, this is our gospel. This is every three years, this is what we get. The church does not pick readings for certain situations or certain circumstances. This is simply what that three-year rotation has given us. The Holy Spirit in his wisdom wanted us to hear these words today, especially with everything going on in our society, in our country. This is what we are presented with. So it would be a dereliction of my duty as a shepherd of souls not to talk about these readings in the context of our election next month. So we must ask ourselves, what is our responsibility as Catholics during an election? First of all, we have to vote. The Catechism reminds us that it is our obligation to do so. Our voices need to be heard and we should participate in the democratic process. Sitting out is not an option for us. Second, when we vote, we vote as Catholics first. Not party A first, Catholic second, or party B first, Catholic second. No, Catholic first, everything else second. If we are more attached to a party or a candidate than our Catholic faith, then we are already starting off on the wrong foot. And it's because of this that the church doesn't focus on candidates and parties. Rather, she focuses on issues during election time. So the central question becomes... What are the most important issues facing us as Catholics? Which are the most essential? Which are the most fundamental for us to consider? Well, to illustrate this, I'm going to use a bit of an example here, so, so hang tight. Our nation is like a house. It's not a bad house. It does its job, but it's got some repairs that need to be made. It's a bit of a fixer-upper, if you ask me. It has some noisy pipes, a gas leak, spotty Wi-Fi, and a cracked foundation. Noisy pipes, gas leak, spotty Wi-Fi, and a cracked foundation. Now, you're all homeowners here. You know which of those issues is most important. It's the gas leak. That gas leak is a matter of life and death. If you don't fix that gas leak, you're not going to have a house here pretty soon. And we have a raging gas leak in the house that is our nation. And that is the culture of death and the many offenses against human life, most notably abortion, euthanasia, and embryonic stem cell research. And make no mistake about it, this is the most pressing issue facing the house that is our country. There is no greater threat to the lives, health, and well-being of the people who make up our country than the culture of death. No other issue in that house compares with it. Now, your plumber or your cable guy, back to the house here, might say, listen, you are way too obsessed with gas leaks. You are way too obsessed with gas leaks. Spotty Wi-Fi is just as important as that gas leak. Now again, you're all homeowners here. You know that's a bunch of malarkey. Spotty Wi-Fi is a matter of comfort and convenience. That gas leak is a matter of life and death. No other issue in that house compares with it. The same in an election. In some years, in some certain circumstances, other issues might be calling our name, and they might be important in that specific period of time, whether it is immigration, 
or the economy or healthcare, but they never fully equate with the gas leak that is the culture of death. And we cannot tolerate this culture of death in our nation, brothers and sisters. We cannot. We don't have repairmen knocking on doors saying, I am in favor of safe, legal, and rare gas leaks. Or my personal favorite, I'm Catholic and personally opposed to gas leaks, but I'll fight for your right to have a gas leak in your home. No! How about no offenses against human life? None. Ever. Again, that culture of death is that gas leak in the house that is our nation. And just as we would want to fix that gas leak first, we must promote life more than anything else in our country. After we look at that gas leak, we would probably look to some of those other issues. And the next one we'd probably look at would be the foundation. Just as the house could kind of blow up because of the gas leak, it could just as easily collapse due to a bad foundation. The foundation is an image for the family, the foundation of society as a whole. Certainly many policies pertaining to family life, the definition of marriage, are very important for us to consider. And again, if the family is on, is is that foundation of society, if it's cracked and society is not on a good foundation, it could very easily crumble. So as important as the family is, though, still doesn't fully equate to that gas leak. After we fix the gas leak, and then after we fix the foundation, then we would look at the pipes and the Wi-Fi, which would be issues of our welfare, whether that's, again, immigration, the economy, the environment, or the host of other issues that do affect our country. But if, as a homeowner, we decide to fix the Wi-Fi before we fix the gas leak, we're responsible for what might happen next. Same here. If we knowingly vote for candidates who are allowing or promoting abortion, even if we're voting for them for some other reason, our souls share in a small way, but share nonetheless in the responsibility of the deaths of over 700,000 boys and girls in the womb each year. And so we apply these principles up and down the ballot. You know, it's very easy to distill an election as one race between two people for the highest office in the land. We mustn't forget that we're electing more than just a president next month. We're electing a governor, lieutenant governor, congressman, all the way down to our local judges. And even in our precinct at Incarnate Word alone, there are 12 different races and 49 people seeking elected office. So we don't just apply this to one race, we apply it to all of them. However, maybe taking a step back a little bit, this election, I think for a lot of us, has been emblematic or a symptom of deeper rot in our country probably going back for about the last 30 years or so. Some have referred to it as a decline or a descent, or whatever you might call it. But I think it's enough to make anybody get down on their knees, throw up their arms, and say, Lord, have mercy on our country. And I know I'm preaching to the choir on this because you're here at Mass on a Sunday when you could be at a whole host of other places, but you chose to be here. But we cannot deny that on a whole... As a nation, we have become selfish, godless, greedy, dishonest, and morally corrupt. And because of this, no matter who wins in our election next month, we are going to get the leaders that we deserve, for better or for worse. We have brought this upon ourselves, brothers and sisters. If anything, we've trashed that house and are very ironically deciding which one of ourselves is the one best suited to fix it when we were the ones who trashed it in the first place and are dead set on doing it again. 
If we think that one person, one human being, can solve the great problems that afflict our country, whether it's abortion or racism or you name it, if we think one person can solve all of those problems, then we are naive. The true change that we seek doesn't happen from the top down, from the bottom up. There will not be tranquility in our country until there is first tranquility in our own souls. And we won't have virtue in our country until we start acting virtuous ourselves. And if we put our faith in a human being to save us, brothers and sisters, we are not just being foolish, we are committing idolatry. No candidate in any election should ever fully and completely satisfy us as Catholics. We will always be choosing between imperfect people who in their platforms promote some imperfect ideas. To draw from our gospel today, even a good Caesar is still only a Caesar. Our hope, then, should be in Christ, the King. Not candidate A, not candidate B, but in Christ the Lord. Because it is only through him and him alone that we could ever call ourselves a great nation in the first place. And it seems that every election is a reminder that we need him more than ever. Christ must reign in our minds, in our hearts, in our wills, in our bodies. Every part of us should be governed and ruled by Christ. We are citizens of his kingdom first, before we're even Americans. And so we should care more about the state of our souls than the state of our union. Because our souls are worth so much more than our votes. I'll end with this. It's the story of probably my favorite saint. He was my confirmation saint 14 years ago, St. Thomas More. He was a statesman who rose to become Chancellor of England. It was a position just below that of the king. He was a devout Catholic, a family man, and a virtuous politician. However, Thomas More was faced with a dilemma in his professional life. His boss, King Henry VIII, wanted him to sign off on Henry's divorce from Catherine of Aragon. But to Thomas More, his Catholic faith was more important than political power and prestige. And when push came to shove, he refused. And as a result, he was sentenced to death by beheading. However, at his execution, when Thomas More was given the opportunity to speak to the many dozens of onlookers who came to witness the death of this once proud politician, he spoke the following words. I beg you, pray for the king. Tell him, I die his good servant, but God's first. I die the king's good servant, but God's first. We need St. Thomas More's example in our country more than ever. And boy, do I wish he was on the ballot next month, because I'd sure as heck vote for him. But unfortunately, he is not. Brothers and sisters, we need to pray for those who are running for office, that they be virtuous and lead us by example. We need to pray also for our country, that we turn away from sin and open our hearts to Christ. And finally, we need to pray for one another, that we can remember that while we are loyal citizens of our great nation, we are citizens of God's kingdom first. And no election will ever change that.